Hello and welcome to the Passenger Podcast. I'm going to try to do this episode um, in its entirety, but I am coming to you live from my car. And so I will try to go as long as I can, but also save some um, little bit of charge on my phone, just in case, which actually brings me to the first thing I wanted to talk about. You'd think it would be living out of my car, but actually the first thing I wanted to talk about was my phone. It was actually the thing that triggered me. And I'll explain what I mean by that. And I had alluded to this in a previous episode, but I think I'm at the point where my head is clear enough and I've done enough crying where I could talk about it and not get too emotional, maybe. So, someone I know, I had spoken to them a few days ago. Well, actually, let me... Let me go back a bit. Person A that I spoke with had sent out a somewhat mass text message. And their text message said pretty much, hey, my phone's going to be off in a few days. And to contact them on social media if you needed them. That's pretty much was the nature of the message. And so person B reached out to me and I alluded to this in a previous episode, but I didn't really go into detail. So I'm going to do that now. I alluded to that um, person B, who was also part of that conversation where the person said, hey, you know, my phone's going to be off in a few days. So person B called me to rant or talk about person A. And they spoke about how person A needs to get, you know, their stuff together. Um, There's no reason their phone should be off. Um, If that were me, uh, um, if I was a single person, you know, I would have XYZ and pretty much implying like there's no reason their phone should be getting cut off because, you know, they should, they should pretty much have their things together. And they're telling me all of this while I'm listening to them on a phone that could have been cut off at any point. And I'm still working on borrowed time as we speak. Um, one thing I did was I contacted my phone provider and they're willing to work with me. But it was in that moment I had realized several issues with how I was living and and, and I'm going to explain what I mean by that because it's probably not what you think I mean it's probably not what you think I realized that I was so adamant about paying my phone bill as it represented people could reach me contact me and it also was like the last resort Needless to say, one's phone is extremely important nowadays. 
And so for that to be off shows a, a real issue, a real issue. And so that fear of my phone being off or people trying to contact me and my phone being off after just having that conversation, I think that's the important distinction. After just having that conversation with person B about person A, you know, and how no one's phone should be off and everyone should have their stuff together. That fear of it going off was a sign that I needed to do something, but I didn't know what. Why don't I have the energy? Why am I so tired? Um, All of those things. Um, It was that. That I, they, depending, knowing that they were on the verge of getting cut off and so was I, but that person who was complaining and talking about um, the other person, they didn't know that about me. And so it gave me this kind of fly on the wall insight about how they would see me. And I feared that. Because I wouldn't be able to explain why I couldn't pay for this or why I didn't have this. And um, that's what prompted me or triggered me to say I have to do something else. It's more than just not having the money. It's very, very important to distinguish that for anybody who is struggling with any kind of ailment. It's more than that. And I think sometimes our situations are diminished or belittled to just that. It is way more than that. And it was in that moment, more than any other moment before that I saw that. If it was just a matter of money, I would go and get a job and or be you know, the best rideshare person I could be, et cetera, et cetera. If it was just about money, if that's all that it it would take. But clearly, clearly it was more than just that. For me to even be in that situation in the first place. And I made that connection. I made that connection. I'm so proud of myself for seeing that distinction because I would often jump back into that cycle of, okay, once I have enough money or once this happens, I'll be fine. And that's not necessarily the case. But if I keep doing that over and over, I'm going to keep finding myself in this scenario over and over and getting help is scary I'm the first person to say that it's why I have a podcast it's why I've been struggling for so long because getting help is scary but one thing I know now (laughs) the only thing scarier than getting help And this will contradict everything that I've said previously 
I'd rather die than get help, etc. Um, the only thing worse than not uh, than getting help is not getting help, and having to relive this over and over and over again, like Groundhog Day. And so that pending failure of, oh my God, you know, my phone's going to be off and that person will reach out and I'll be in the same boat. And, you know, maybe I'll think of a silly excuse, but they'll know, you know, it's cut off. Or maybe I can, you know, figure out some something. They'll know. And it shouldn't take that, but that's what prompted me to say, I have to take a different approach. Now I say that, and this will sound extremely contradictory. I say that when even today I was applying to jobs, some of which required, you know, an at-home setup, you know, we'll approach that when, when we get to it kind of thing. And... Here I was presenting my best self as if I was not, you know, going to go back to my car after the interview was over. And so, and this, this was all today. So what I ended up doing was after that interview was over, I went to the store got something to eat and at that point I ended up going to the library and that was more so just procedural for me you know go somewhere where I can charge my phone where I can sit down someplace cool not be bothered etc etc and I started to cry. I was in that moment, and sorry for moving around and making a bunch of noise, but I was in that moment where I realized, even with the tears, I realized that I had to do something. I couldn't just sit there. I had to do something. I had to do something different. And I watched the clock. At, at one point, just sat there and cried. Didn't even, wasn't even on my phone or anything. Um, I just knew I had to do something else. And what was that something else? Was going was applying to another job was that really going to do anything like seriously how does that address the root issue how does that address the real issue at hand and I looked at the clock just a little bit of, of gas um, uh, for it, a little bit of gas to drive around 
and I sat there and I kept looking at the clock I pulled up a location there were two locations I pulled up the first location that was provided to me after I had called a helpline a few days ago actually I think it was on Friday um, I contacted them and I hung up just as fast I hung up just as fast and I don't know what prompted me to in that moment but after I hung up I had decided that the reason I was apprehensive about that particular situation was because that first number that I called that first number that I called um, they ended up they ended up, um, I, I checked something online and they ended up saying how, um, they provided different services and I'm sorry for, for stumbling over my words. It just kind of got thrown off with somebody going by, but, um, they ended up on their website saying how they provide all the services that they provide. My issue with the first listing, though, was that I got the impression that it was something that was impatient. And I was really, really apprehensive about getting involved with something like that. I was really, really apprehensive. The day was getting later. And I had to make up my mind because some at some point, as I'm sitting there... The majority of the afternoon at some point I came to the realization that if I don't end up getting help I'm just gonna spend another night in my car and I'm still gonna spend another it's still gonna be an issue it's still gonna be an issue the least that I can do for myself is check into it so I decided, okay, that first one is not a good fit. It sounds like somewhere where they're going to throw away and lock up the key. But does that mean I don't get any help at all? Or do I reach out? And the answer was, I looked at the second option. And I don't know if it was divine intervention, as they call it. I want to think so. But the second option, and I'm not familiar with any of like the addresses or anything to an extent until I pull it up in my GPS. So it was no way of me knowing ahead of time. Second option was about five minutes from the library where I was at. And that's how I knew. Okay, great. I pulled them up. I looked at the hours, which was even better. They were open longer. Or later than I had anticipated or expected so I still had time to go over there and I told myself like I had said plenty of times before 
but never in regards to my health. If I don't like it, it's fine. I don't have to commit to anything. And so when I pulled up into that parking lot, I pulled up with that kind of attitude. And I mean that in a good way. I didn't pull up like this is going to be a cure-all or this is going to be the perfect solution or this is going to be an instant fix. I literally pulled up for the actual help. And I was extremely emotional, cried most of the time, etc. But I had the right mindset going in. Um, they gave me paperwork and I filled it out. Honestly. But not, not impulsively. Everything was not wrong with me. But the things that were, I addressed. And the things that were important to me, I addressed. And so I noted those down. I noted everything down. And I think it was... I think it was a very, very important moment. A very, very important moment that I was ready to get the right kind of help that I needed. And one other thing, and this deserves, this deserves um, to be noted. I didn't actually skip over it on purpose, but... um, what happened was while I was at the library and I'm sitting there trying to decide what to do, et cetera, et cetera. I use the seven cups app. If you're not familiar with it, it's a great resource for this very reason. They have what's called a listener. They're not a, therapist but they're just someone exactly what what it says a a listener someone that will listen to you and in times especially through stress sometimes that's all you need and the person that I spoke with this was while I was still at the library the person that I spoke with I really think they had a delicate balance of compassion Because I run into some of these times when I'm, whether it's an an actual therapist or a listener or whomever, some are way too firm and don't know when to show compassion and another show way too much compassion or not firm enough. And this particular listener on that app seemed to be the perfect fit and it was totally free. Um, and, And it's something I've had on my phone for several months for moments like that. Um, and she was very encouraging, didn't tell me what to do, but was just there to listen and just there to, um, I don't know. I I felt human talking to her. I felt like I was talking to a human, which I was, but then I also felt human. 
not some kind of alien for dealing with an illness. So I wanted to point that out because it was that kind of guidance. The fact that I, I shared with the listener what I was perplexed about and what I was considering doing, you know, going to get help. That was a very pivotal part of it as well. And I don't want to undermine that. Um, so while I did sit there and I did cry and I, and I did all of those things, I also spoke to someone, um, a non-biased, you know, doesn't know my situation kind of thing. I also spoke to, to someone. So I think it's important to make that distinction. I think it's very important. Nonetheless, I got to that second place, which is pretty much an outpatient. You go there for therapy, group therapy. Um, I got to speak with someone. And once again, I really sensed that I was in the right place. I really sensed that. I really sensed that I was in the right place. I felt that she was listening. And this is, you know, towards the end of the day. Who knows what kind of people they encounter on a regular basis? Who knows, you know, um, who knows? I felt like, you know, she was actually listening. Well, she's making notes, but she's she's taking in what I'm saying. Sorry. And once again, um, I felt human. I remember the last time, not the last time, but I remember, you know, hospitalization which I talked about in those episodes you know why I'd rather die than get help I remember feeling like a circus animal I'm gonna take a quick break and I'll be right back just to gather gather myself all right just had to take a deep breath but I remember feeling like a circus animal the residents or Whoever, you know, those people were standing there like straight out of a, like a TV show or movie. They're standing there with their, their notepads, making notes 20 feet away from me. And, um, it was just this hands off other being othered. That I wasn't here to get help. That I was just there to be tamed. It was that. That feeling. This time I didn't have that feeling. Now granted, this was not an impatient setting. But even so, it was still like, okay, they, they see me as a person. And whether it was sure or not, she shared some things about herself and what she had been dealing with as a person. 
and she made a comment and I didn't and I'm not going to you know hold them to it or I'm not going to you know imply that you know she made some kind of promise um but she made some kind of comment implying that like um How can I say this? Like, I'm not just your therapist. I'm, I, I see you as a friend or, or something like that. That implied that you can be personable with me. You don't have to keep a business. And maybe that's just how I interpreted what she said. And it's not to say that that's, you know, any kind of promise, but it was the way that she said it. And I know I butchered it, um, totally, but it was the way that she said it that implied that I'm a human. Like, I'm not just here to take notes. I'm not just here to, you know, um, make any kind of issue. Like I'm actually an actual person who's been through actual situations like what you describe like I see me that way the same way that that's what I took from what she was trying to say or what she said she wanted me to see her as human just like I saw just like I wanted to be seen as human so I think that was a an important distinction to make a very, very important distinction. With that being said, fast forward to, I have the information that I need. Um, I have a list of things that, um, a list of, uh, appointments, things like that. I'm scheduled and At this point, yes, I do have that slight fear as there's now an expectation placed on something that I have to do, but I may need that right now, that expectation to be set. I may absolutely need it. And so I will, you know, just like I've always used this as a platform to discuss, you know, things I was dealing with, I will continue to do so. And um, as always, thank you for listening.